And when a situation calls for de-escalation, I don't think the police are a good force to call in. I think they make things worse. And a lot of traffic Mm. stops are that way. On the other hand, we do need some situations need to be escalated in order to provide an opposing force. So this is interesting. Uh, this is, uh, I think we finally found something where we can, we can banter a bit. All right, good. Yeah. Tell me where I'm uh, wrong. Yeah, so I... Uh, I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. Dave, how you doing? I am doing great. We're always doing great. That's how we start this episode, uh, this this uh, podcast. I had my spleen out, and now my liver is... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I, um, yeah, the uh, uh, the topic today... Yeah, um, pull it out. Policing. Okay. Um, let me ask you, should we defund the police? That's a tough question. Uh-huh. I'm going to say Good. yes and no. Okay, let me hear your answer. Yes and no. Here's what I think. I think that our, so let's let me talk about yes, um, we should fund the, the defund the police. There is no question in my mind that we have turned our police over the years, the decades, into a military force, which is never meant to be. Um, the police are supposed to bring safety um, and security and enforcement of laws to our citizens, and we have turned them into a combative force. Um, an oppositional force that is against the citizenry and not for them. Um, so I think that, that we there's too much money given to police to um, track down petty criminals and that kind of thing. And the police very clearly have all kinds of bias when it comes to um, especially race and poverty and those kinds of things. They are operate so much on money. And, I mean, excuse me, on, uh, their money comes from they're like closing uh, arrests and closing cases and that kind of thing. I think it's just, it's out of control. It's out of control. And these these cell phone videos, these cell phones that are universal now have given us access to see all kinds of horrible things that the police do that we didn't have access before. I don't think that it's just newly starting to happen. This is what's been happening for decades, um, and it's it's a real, real problem. So, but yeah. then my answer no is mm. we absolutely need a police force. Heavens, there are people who are breaking the laws and we need and people who are harming others and we need police to go and enforce the laws and to find those who were evil doers and um hurting others by by robbery, by assaults of all kinds and those kind of people need to be with force tracked down and taken care of. And by taking care of, I mean we need to find some way for that not to happen again. Yeah, we need to provide for the safety and the well-being of the citizens of our nation. And police are a great way to do that. Yeah. The only way to do that. Help me reconcile those okay. two. Um, okay. How, how can you by force yep. enforce the law okay. and prevent evildoers from doing things without being, one, militant, or two, without being against at least that portion of the citizenry. Yeah, so 
I think that the police need to be trained to be combative to some people. They need to stop crime. I mean, if they can see a crime happening, then obviously they need to be combative against that particular thing and to go up against the will. And so in that sense, combative with someone who is like robbing a bank or something, you know, to give a quintessential example. But what's happened is that we have turned our police into the go-to for all um, emergency services. And so there are just way too many stories of people with mental illness uh, that they don't need a gun in their face. In fact, that exasperates the problem. What they need is they need some social work or they need or the same thing with domestic disputes. Um, There are times when it turns where police need to be involved, but so many domestic disputes, they don't need a police. That's just going to heighten the tension and cause more violence and crime. What they need is is a help of a different kind. But we've only got, we've got one tool, and that's the police, to send someone out there with guns and sticks. So in, in the yes portion of defund the police, yeah. you would have some other institution established that would handle more of the mental illness cases or domestic disputes or... Sure. Um, I think even the idea... I like the idea. Um, I want to at least entertain it. The idea of having um, a different group of people doing traffic stops so that it's not the police, but some some organization that's that's authorized, maybe like the police, so that, like, here's a person who's... We're not... You know that if someone pulls you over for speeding, they may give you a ticket. You have to, you have to be there. Um, but they're not going to come up with a gun. They're not going to. So, so many of those go bad so fast because the police are on edge looking for, uh, you know, uh, problems like that. And so you get someone who's super nervous, and then that makes it. it they police uh, do a horrible, horrible job of de-escalating issues. And I don't know how they're trained to de-escalate. But how do you de-escalate something when you've got a gun? on your side that you are are trained and ready to take the life of of somebody i don't know how that person can even ever do a good job of de-escalating hmm. and when a situation calls for de-escalation i don't think the police are a good force to call in i think they make things worse and a lot of traffic hmm. stops are that way on the other hand we do uh. need some situations need to be escalated in order to provide an opposing force so this is interesting uh this is uh i think we finally found something where we can we can banter a bit all right good tell me where i'm Uh, wrong yeah so i uh the the life-threatening part of a traffic stop believe it or not is very high um when you stop someone there and it doesn't matter what race or anything else there there's a um a serious risk to your life as a police officer sure Mm -hmm. should there be a police officer put in in harm's way without any protection of themselves i say absolutely not okay if you're going to stop someone and you're going if the by merit of the fact that you pulled them over with your authority you've you've arrested their movement and you're going to have a conversation about what's going on um you are in danger Mm. And that's why they have to be careful, and that's why they have to, they they actually touch the back of your car. To, their fingerprints are on your car. Um, they approach in a certain way. They um, they have their gun ready because they get killed. Mm-hmm. Right now, um, I think in terms of some things we've seen happen on film, where there is uh, what appears to be more a racial 
problem. Sure. Uh, I think there's is a separate topic. I think this topic that I'm saying right now is has nothing to do with race. Fair enough. Uh, we don't even know who the driver is yet. Right. But there's an inherent risk. Yep. And they need to be protected. They need to be trained to use that that device, that gun. Um, and so I, I think that uh, that's required given the fallenness of humanity that if you're going to if you're going to enact any kind of policing, it has to have that force involved. The question to me is to what degree or what 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 you know what's the command that they have the the use of force is spelled out and I actually wrote a paper in seminary in my ethics class about police dogs and when I thought they could be used mm-hmm. in the in, mm-hmm. in as you know, deadly force, or mm-hmm. when do you turn a dog loose on somebody? Yeah, um, and that's another topic. I wrote sure. a whole paper on that, but um, I I would argue that what the police need, because I think the cost to establish another institution, train that institution, create a whole another job platform, is so overwhelming and so expensive that instead of defunding the police to create that institution, I think the police need more funding. Okay. I think they need more training and they need more specialized careers within the police force. That you have your typical patrolman and then you have someone who is more about negotiation, more about de-escalation, more about mental health problems, which requires greater training and uh, maybe a higher rank and authority over your patrolman and you know someone who can step in and help those situations with exquisite training. And that takes more money, not less. So that would be my, you know, my thought on it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we may be able to, to go back and forth here. And I'll, yeah, tell you, yeah. I'll tell you why. Because, okay, there's a bunch of stuff in there that you said. I, yeah, that's, yeah. that's helpful. However, um, I'm not sure that we need necessarily a different institution. When I say that it's might be, it would be good to, to defund the police, I guess I'm not exactly saying that we take – I mean, it's still public funding. And so whether we call right. the police or not police or whatever, certainly they have to work together with the police or maybe they are police – but a traffic stop, I wonder, I wonder, and that's the right way to say it, if a traffic stop is dangerous uh, in large part because of the gun and because of that deadly force that the officer is coming with. I say that because there are other institutions or other jobs that um, are not the same but similar. So I think of like um, parking authority. So you got folks with no gun, of course, but you got folks like walking around the streets and giving tickets to people or whatever, or telling them they can't park here or whatever. And that's certainly, they've got significant authority to levy pretty high fines, not mm-hmm. unlike speeding fines. Uh, and people get really, really angry. Um, but they also recognize that these are people who, I mean, that's all they're doing is giving out tickets. And if mostly what we had on the road, you get pulled over, you're going to get a ticket. The best, the worst that could happen is you're going to get a hundred dollar ticket. I wonder the best that could happen. No, the worst. Oh, if that's the worst that could happen is you get a hundred dollar ticket. I'll bet that I'll bet bet people would have a different uh, response than if they'd say the worst that could happen is I could die in the next two minutes. Perhaps I'm willing to entertain it. I but I I think your illustration when you write a ticket. And largely the people aren't even there and it's just left on their car or you slap a boot on it. Sometimes they show up and they have a fit, right? Yeah, they do. And then what happens? Um, either those parking folks get away, they go, they leave yeah. or they end up calling the police who does have the gun. Correct. Right. Correct. Um, and the reason is 
because well, you can't have a rational society with people flipping. They break the law, yep. they get caught, and then they have a flip-out session yep. that could be perceived as life-threatening. Sure. Um, and I, I got you 100%. And so I would, I, I'm wondering if the same yeah. thing would be helpful here, right? So mo- if I'm speeding, I don't, I, I don't need someone coming with deadly force to enforce the speeding law. If someone comes and just writes me a ticket, if I flip out, they've got access to the police pretty quickly, the same way that the parking meter does, too, the parking authority does. I I don't know. I think pe- okay. a lot of people get killed on the roadside. Um, I've seen videos of this, um, and it's it's just uh, I don't like the police stopping me, interfering with me, who do they think they are, and they, they shoot them dead on the road. Um, I don't... I've never seen, I wonder what the stats are, but I've never seen someone who got a parking ticket. It's just, I think it feels different than I'm, I'm, I'm arresting you, your movement. You're, you're, sure. I'm stopping you. And for people who were there in the moment that maybe you put a boot on somebody's car, they're pretty upset. Here's another, here's another thing that, uh, cause you can't, you know, you can't move yeah. the car. You're arresting that movement. Here's the thing with the, um, what you're talking about also with getting more training. Our police are trained to do so many daggum things, and we require so much of them. For you to suggest that they need even more training, to me, that's part of the issue. There's, we can only require so much of these people. Um, and what yeah. I'm saying is let's not require as much. Let's, let's diversify so that we've got different groups that that. Well, that is what I'm things. saying. I am saying that there should be different roles within the police force where some people are more highly trained. And if you want to, if they you have wanna, the competence sure. and the ability to to go to that next level, to be the the negotiator, to be the de-escalator, to be the one who is well trained in mental health. Okay, uh, so we may agree on on this then, but what I'm saying is that I don't think that deadly force is required for all police. Then maybe we can say it that way, or maybe I can say it that way. Uh-huh. I say is that I think that we need to have people working with the police or maybe we call them police that do not have the capability of deadly force and we all know who those people are because so many situations the deadly force itself is the problem it not the problem is a huge problem in the interactions that is um, keeping people from being safe now we obviously need i absolutely say and and we need some people in our society to have the Deadly force that are, uh, is on the side of the law. I believe that 100%. I really do. But not all law enforcement needs to have deadly force in the moment. Because I think that it's, it hurts people. It hurts the situation. Hmm. I don't think there'd be a whole lot of people willing to sign up for that job um, without some self-protection. And I would... I would be willing to bet that a number of people who work for cities and municipalities where they have regular conflict, um, they probably have a concealed carry permit. I'm willing to bet there's a lot of people who have some form of self-defense in those industries. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting concept. I don't know if I agree with it. I don't know if it's what the, you know, what studies have been done and whether those studies have been, um, valid or you know if they're just politically um, manipulated but uh, it's an interesting thought I, I think I'm going to hold my ground though and say uh, I, I certainly wouldn't be a police officer without a gun see but it depends it depends on what a police officer is if we have these different roles okay so for example I'm 
right, I'm a chaplain. I go into people's homes. I go out to rural areas by myself, and I go out to people's homes that have loaded, that I can see. They've got loaded weapons right there. And they are super suspicious, and they don't like people coming in their homes. But I'm not afraid of that. Typically, there's been a couple times where I'm like, man, I wish I had, but I'm not going to carry a gun in there for sure. I don't need to. I'm a chaplain because I'm not a threat to that person. Mm -hmm. And so if we have, if we've got folks who are coming to help that we know they're not going to be a threat. This person's not a threat. How could someone who pulls you over and is going to give you a ticket be perceived as helping you? Yeah. Okay. So that's not, it's not pleasant, but it's not, um... Not life-threatening, I get it. It's not yeah. life-threatening. And that, I think, makes a huge difference. I you know, think that makes a huge difference. I, I'm, I'm willing, again, to entertain it, but when I think about my own psychology, mm-hmm. um, it makes no difference to me, my interaction with the police when I get... But I have been pulled over and I have been ticketed, okay? Because mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm not a perfect... I have to. ...sweet little boy. Yeah. Um, but uh, I know the drill... Um, and the, the drill, the name of the drill, and this makes people really mad is compliance mm-hmm. and people hate that because, uh, when you have a history and again, this, we will talk about the race mix later, I think. Um, but when you mix in the history mm-hmm. of policing and its abusive parts, um, then compliance becomes a very negative sort of feeling like, Oh, keep me down, keep me oppressed keep me burdened that yes. kind of compliance yes and so i i let me say i i completely understand i don't have those kinds of burdens and so i know how to play the game when i get pulled over and that means my hands are visible i have no weapons i, I communicate clearly i answer their questions yes um and and i take my ticket when i get it yes or they say hey i'm going to give you a warning and i'm like oh thank you yes uh-huh. um you know and and i have no i've never felt a fear for my life, but I've also never been black. I was about to say the exact same thing. I don't think that we can. I don't think that we can disentangle this from race. I think uh, we can start in this way. Okay. And just keep policing in the white community, for example. Just just to talk about it in terms of like stopping white people. Okay. Would you would you feel that that um, a white person getting pulled over by the police? He feels an inherent risk because he has a gun, and therefore, it's going to escalate the situation to what could end up in a, a you know, a death. It's it is a very different thing to ask to the race of the person who's being pulled over. No question about that. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I think for some people, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Not for everybody, but for some people, absolutely. To me, it almost feels like there is a there is a really rebellious bone and I'm thinking about some some white guy gets pulled over and he's so mad about it right I don't I don't think it's so much like oh this guy he could kill me I need to kill him first I don't think that comes into the into white people's minds it might most certainly may come into a black person's mind sure but but I mean I'm sure it, you can't we can't uh, pigeonhole everyone I'm sure it comes into somebody's mind, sure, in other sure, words. Sure. But general, I, generally I speaking, isn't it that who does this guy think he is? How how dare him, uh, you know, enforce this on me? And isn't it more anger? Isn't it more you know rage? Mm-hmm. And um, yes, and 
a police officer, so someone who is really angry, I, I think of this as someone whose car is getting booted. Did you uh-huh. ever watch that show, Parking Wars? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So someone's... Yeah, I lived in Philadelphia. Yeah, man. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know all about the parking was authority. Your, was your car ever booted? No, no, okay. but I did get parking tickets. Sure. But someone... So they, they show the, the ones where somebody comes out and they're really upset. Yeah. Right? So the parking authority... Um, so they so somebody gets a boot on their car and they come running out. Oh, it looks terrible. And I can imagine that's really really frustrating. If that happened to me, I can imagine I can put myself in that situation. I'd be really really upset. Mm-hmm. I tend not to be so hot headed, but I can understand that. Parking authority though, they're like, look, we're we're doing our job, and it, usually they're able to de-escalate it. They kind of have to, um, and they have the option of calling the police. And these people know they have the option of calling the police, but there's a kind of a cooling off period if that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see. I see a very similar. I, I anticipate a very similar thing happening yeah. here. As opposed to a police officer pulling out his gun and saying, "Back up, sir." Yes. Put, if the parking authority had see deadly force and somebody comes out yelling, what happens? The parking authority pulls out their gun. Yes, and back up. And all of a sudden, we have immediately escalated the situation. Mm-hmm. Where these are these are not these are people who. Uh, their only record, everything is de-escalated. Yeah, so I can see that a little better now. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. And I'm not saying that it's going to be pleasant. It's not a pleasant job. Yeah. Parking authority is not a pleasant job. We need people to park, in you know, to park appropriately. And so there's, there's that's a good thing. We need people to speed, you know, to, to drive at an appropriate speed. That's good too. Um, but we don't we don't need someone with deadly force tracking down people who are going five ten miles over the speed limit. Certainly, when it's um, when it's revenue driven, that's yeah, very frustrating. Right. And, and I felt like the parking authority largely was revenue that's driven. Probably in some circumstances, that's probably true. Probably the most efficient part of the entire government up there. You know, is like, that right? It's making the money. Okay. So I don't know about that. Yeah, but I know I don't want people parking on the sidewalks when kids are trying to walk there or when wheelchairs are trying to get through. You know, there, right. there is like. Right. Serious you. reason for parking authority, yeah, and they can abuse that power as well. Although I think probably the the people who are actually out there writing the tickets are probably doing the best they can. I'm not upset at them. Um, uh huh. But anyway, so are are we in agreement that when you say defund, you mean um, diversify within That's the prob- within the department? I I don't mind if it's in the department or if we call it a different department, sort of like the uh, parking authority is not the police, but they work together closely. Uh-huh. But I wouldn't mind if it was in the same department, but I would want people to be really clear, like, I'm a social worker working with the police or yeah. something. Like and I, that would cost less money how? Because of the lack of training? I think it reduces the amount of training. and it, so, so it, Yes, I think so. Yeah, it reduces the... Uh, and so maybe I say defund the police, maybe keep the budget exactly the same, but then we split it up so that we got some folks with deadly force. You know, we got more people like going out and like, investigating crimes, for example. There's, we're pulling people over for speeding like crazy and, you know, petty theft, and then these murders are going unsolved. I think that's common in lots and lots and lots of major cities. That I don't know about. I do know that the police do not have near the time to right. handle petty issues. And if... There is a, a theft, for example. They pretty much say, "I'm sorry." That's true. Uh, they're not going to. They're not going to investigate. They're not going to find the thief um, because they do have more serious issues to deal with, and they're not enough police officers to handle. Which imagine if you had some serious theft, um, that, oh, yeah. how frustrating that would be. I have had that, serious. You're not going to get any justice for that. That's right. Yeah. Uh, it's not coming back. It, oh no. They, they may right. happen to find it one day, but you know, it, it's pretty much gone. 
No, when we lived in St. Louis, um, our house was broken into, and my wife's engagement ring was stolen, which was the engagement ring of my grandmother, and it was stolen along with a bunch of other things, uh, but that was by far the the most important thing. And uh, the police officer was like, yeah, um, you're not going to hear back from us on this. And I, that was yeah. my first, like, I was like, can you do fingerprints or something? Can you find? And he's, he's like, don't I mean, have I'm the time. Just, I'm just don't have the resources. The Can't and, do it. You know, sorry, yep. we're on to something else. And I think that's, uh, I think that's upsetting to me. It is. Um, right. And, and where that line is drawn is getting pushed further and further into more and more violent crimes and serious crimes because mm-hmm. we don't, they don't have the resources. Mm-hmm. And the places where the police department has been seriously underfunded, crime hasn't gone down. Uh, relationships mm-hmm. haven't improved. Um, mm-hmm. Crime has gone up. And murders have gone up, and people take advantage. I mean, for, we've already seen this. Yeah. You know, this is not new. 2020s, we've already seen this in Detroit, for example. Detroit sure. was like a no-man's land. You know, as the infrastructure pulls out, and it's just like, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and what happens? It's it's a, a horrible place of all kinds of a Wild West crimes. Sure. And um, and so we, I don't think a lack of policing is the answer. I do think that compliance is important. But uh, before we shift into anything racial, um, because that, that's, you know, it's, it's <laughs> we're waiting on bated breath, right? Because this changes everything to a right, degree. Right. Um, I do think that the, the, the police force um, needs the funding to, to take care of, of all of the issues and that the, the minor issues we have seen, like with, uh, with New York City, when they started enforcing subway rules, crime across the city declined that if you if you take care of the little things the big things follow that has been shown and demonstrated like if you get away with theft everyone out there knows they can they just as long as they get away with it that night uh and there's no cameras you know they're they're getting away with it and that just incites that kind of behavior because it's free money right i'm not sure that has been shown in in new york the the quintessential example was the broken window policy that you know, you get a neighborhood where there's broken windows, and uh, and then crime goes up. So we got to go and do these, and that's how they talked about it. So very little, so they do look, look at the very little crimes and prosecute every little crime. And uh, my understanding of the statistics is that that doesn't help. Huh. We'll have to go back and. I mean, yeah, since we we, we have not researched this. any of this prior, so we're just bantering. We're, we're just bantering right no, now. We just yeah. pulled something out of the hopper, so we're, yeah. we're getting into our ignorance. But um, that's not what I've been told or what I've heard. But what we what we've been told and what we we hear, especially these days, has to be highly questioned. I agree um, because it's everything is so Either politically way, yeah. charged, and everyone has an agenda, and. Uh, so we got to be careful with all our statistics and all our studies and all that too. That's Even a that's a great that point. Read. But then in policing, that's that becomes a huge issue as well, where they're chasing numbers, and so then we say, okay, this actually wasn't a murder; this was an accidental death, and so therefore our, our murder rate is be- looks better, right? And so then you got all kinds of like fudging those manipulations, kind of numbers. Yeah, yeah, in that, order to make somebody look good so they can get promoted and yeah, right, like that, right? Yeah, all kinds of motivations. Yeah, it's um Yeah, I think we need more there's a sense in which we need more policing, but I don't but I think we need less policing with deadly force. Maybe mm-hmm. I could put it that way. Okay. Is that I think the deadly force itself is 
part of the problem of the interaction with the police. Uh-huh. We need more social services, if I can put it that way, rather than deadly services. Yeah. I think one of the problems here uh, is that in every industry, you have people who are bad eggs. Okay. Um, I've known bad pastors. Sure, of you have course. Known bad pastors. That's true. There's no question about that. Then we could say um, the pastorate is full of broken, sinful people That's and true. be 100% true and accurate. Um, but that doesn't mean that the pastorate is an office we should do away with, that we should defund, oh, that we should, right? Yeah. We, we need pastors. Yeah. And we have to somehow deal with the bad eggs in the mix. Sure. And that's true for any group of people. And so you, you take, like we've said this about Presbyterianism. Presbyterianism tends to appeal to people who like to rearrange mental furniture, yep. don't want to actually do any ministry, right. they want to talk about it and, and get their thoughts straight about it. Right. And therefore, you can have people who are very controlling. Yeah. And they want uh, everyone to follow their thoughts. Yes. And, um, and, and you have to be really careful when you're getting an elder that they're not that kind of guy. Indeed. Right? Because he's attracted to this denomination for right. that reason. Right, right. There are guys who love power, yes. who want to feel strong, who, you know, there are building inspectors that I've had come look at my work who are the coolest guys. I had others who loved to tell me how I was wrong and what I needed to fix, and yep. they got off on it. They were right. so thrilled to be the guy with the power. Yep. They can write code on the spot, and they can ruin your day, and yep. they like it. Yep. Um, and so there are guys that they're going to gravitate to these careers, police, because of the force, because of the fact that they're in constant conflict with society. Yes. They want that and they like it. Yes. And they uh, and so how are you going to weed those guys out? How are you going to when you have a police force that doesn't have enough police that is always treated as uh, with skepticism and criticism and now you're taking away their money. How are they going to get the right kind of guys in there and have the uh, the room to weed out the power-hungry guys who are killing people in the street? You know, the bad eggs. I think it requires more money. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And, and where the money goes, I think, may be the thing. It may be that, yeah, I think I'm, I, I am, I think I would want to invest more tax dollars into, into the police, maybe, but it's not, but, but not into guns. Mm-hmm. And if and if that maybe we can, okay, I, I'm with you there. It's, yeah, yeah. it's uh, actually um, building inspectors is another example of someone who's enforcing the law without deadly force and going into. I mean, who knows what they can go in and see? You know, you see all kinds of illegal stuff. Okay, I'm only here to enforce the, and everybody knows that. Yeah, I'm only here to enforce, and I'm sure that there are people who are angry and get upset. They're <laughs> there to enforce the well. laws. Guess what? What's that? <laughs> the last inspector had a gun on their belt. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. They, they started carrying guns. Okay. Um, they had so many, I guess, bad confrontations that they, yeah, they started carrying an open gun on their belt. Hmm. And they have a badge now, too. Um, okay. So this, you know, this is an enforcer of the city, and um, they are in some way related to the police force. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a more specialized sort of industry. Um, and I could definitely see that when you have a, you have someone who has a clear mental illness, someone who's flipping out in the street, Yeah, you need, you need someone with those expertise that right. could be readily available. Right. Right. Yeah. There's so much more to talk about with this. For sure. I mean, the, the whole race piece is, we haven't even started huge, on that yet. Significant. So it's, and that like, how can we talk about that, about this issue without talking about that? But, okay, but yeah, it yeah. deserves its own thing. I'll say this. It seems to me that when you mix up politics and power 
and money. Uh, it's just as a recipe for misunderstanding and disaster and for things to go really badly. People are sinful. People are broken. That's right. People are given over to temptations. Money is a powerful temptation. Power is a powerful temptation. Oh, my gosh. Some uh, Politics. Like, it's all, yeah. it's, yeah. Yeah, born out of our uh, inadequacies, our insecurities, our need to prove ourselves, our need to be somebody. The, this is the same problem that addresses so many different avenues of sin. Yeah. And there are guys out there who want to flex on other people because right. they have not come to terms with the brokenness and the neediness inside their own soul. That's right. And that's where you and I would say we're, we're 100% We need there. faith yeah, right. and mm-hmm. we need Christianity uh, to, to shine into these areas. We need to expose them. We need to talk about them. We need to, you know, th- this yeah, is good. for sure. But the bottom line is there are broken people. The people who are committing crimes, the people who are over-policing the That's crimes, right. the people who are benefiting uh, overly, you know, yep. they're getting too much money because of crime. Yep, right. all, that, all that wrapped up into a big mess. And I say we need the gospel to shine into Absolutely. all of it. Where um, my value and worth will come from Jesus and the cross and not my... Yeah. Not like flexing on some other That's person. Right. Yeah. I'll tell you another thing that I think that you and I agree on 100%, and that is that uh, the the narrative of the right that says we back the police no matter what they do, and you just, uh, as long as you, right. like, that is just, there needs know to be reform, reform right. For sure. And on the left, where uh, if we all, if we just had a social services for everybody, then there would be no crime. Right. Like, what kind of a... That's crazy. That's nuts. Both yeah. of those sides... Are just not yeah. anywhere near the truth. That's and that's we true. Need, we need a better way. So, have you ever? Uh, run from the police? No, I have not. I've I had very few interactions. Unfortunately, have you have? I have. Um, it's. <laughs> I think my mom has stopped listening to these, by the way, because <laughs> because of stories like this. Okay, all right. Um, and I was I was young. I was in high school. I was out, and um, my friend and I were changing the words on a sign at a local deli. Okay, um, I won't like tell. Yeah, I won't tell you what we were putting up there, but yeah. it was it was you know. Something that a young <laughs> adolescent a, boy with too much testosterone was uh, yeah, yeah was doing yeah, yeah. and um, and a light um, blinked I mean it just like turned on immediately and yeah. it was it was a large bright light and I knew yeah. it wasn't like headlights coming around a corner it 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 came on us immediately they were watching you yeah and I was like that is a police spotlight yeah. I didn't even turn around yeah. I didn't want to be seen or anything and I just took off behind the store oh my goodness and my <laughs> My friend, I didn't even think about it. Like that light hit and I was gone. I yeah. took off running. Yeah, yeah. And I and behind this store was this very thick woods. Okay. Lots of briars. Yeah, very good. perfect. Dense. It was yeah. a mess. And uh, and I just tore through that stuff. I ripped my clothes. I ripped yeah. my flesh. I was bleeding. You know. But I I just like tore right through all right. those briars. My friend came along as well. Okay. Although he was he he didn't have the same impulse that I did. <laughs> No, yeah. it's just out of there. So he came right behind me, and we uh, we got past the heavy thicket area, okay. and we we laid down on the ground, 
and that light, as I was running, I heard the engine uh, of the car, you know, as I was, it was coming up and, oh my goodness. and, you know, coming into the parking lot and maybe coming up on the curb or through the grass. I didn't know because I wasn't about to turn around. Even. Right. Sure. I just took off running. And, um, and so this is my, this is my disclaimer here before okay. I get in any kind of trouble. Yeah. Um, I, th- I knew, I knew that this had to be the police, uh-huh. um, intuitively, but I never saw a police light. I never heard stop police. Okay. There was no verbalization whatsoever. <laughs> there was no siren. There's no way. Okay. Let me just right. put that out there. <laughs> okay. All right. Even though I knew intuitively this yeah, has it, to be, it's be at the, the very least someone with a spotlight in a car. Yeah. Right. At the very least. Yeah. Either way, I was gone. Yeah. Um, and I heard the motor run up, you know, and then the spotlight was looking through the the woods. And it was inches over our heads as we were laying wow. flat on the ground yeah. behind these you know, briars and thickets and things. And it just kept going back and forth. And, oh, so, and we're like, what are we going to do? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what are we going to do? And there still was no verbalization. Okay, there was nothing. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so we just sat there and the light uh, went that way into the woods. Mm-hmm. You know, and we ran the other way. Okay. And went around some buildings and you know went yeah home. yeah and uh yeah so uh i i say i i may have run from a police officer okay all right set yeah. cover yourself for that yeah yeah right i i likely um as a young foolish man um out right. having a good time yeah and you know saying things on signs that shouldn't be said Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast. Now it's your turn to join in the conversation. What do you think should be done with our policing crisis? Write us at the Hopper Podcast at gmail.com or record a short voice memo on your phone and send it to the Hopper Podcast at gmail.com. Let's keep the conversation going about things that matter and things that don't. Join us next time when we'll discuss the work ethic of dung beetles. Uh, that sounds... I don't know anything about that. You're going to have to bring the whole thing. Uh, they work hard. I'm sure you know someone who needs to listen to this show. Be a pal and tell them about the show. And send them a link. And if they still don't listen, put plastic wrap on their toilet bowl. And be sure to subscribe or follow. You don't want to miss that episode about dung beetles. The Hopper Podcast is produced with the help of Six Decent Land. <laughs>